Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous. This is episode 155, Moving Pawns. <laughs> Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous, sponsored by Roll20, Yannick Bat, and viewers like you. Thank you very much to everybody who supports us, uh, shares, talks about us, hangs out in our Discord. You know, all you, we appreciate you. Uh, especially as we round into the holiday season and the gift giving and the stuff. You all are a gift to us. Some of you, um, some of you are a pain <laughs> in my ass. You know who you are and I still love you, but you are still a pain in my ass. Uh, a special shout out to a very special group of, well, no, everybody on this list are, are wonderful people. Uh, thank you to our patrons who support us monetarily. Adele, Al, Alan Michael, Alexander, Bernie, Blood Angel, Brandon, Chris, Daniel, Doc, Delore, Emil, Funzu Suru Ali, George, Jack, Jenny, John, Josh, Catfeathers, Crazy Man 1984, Melissa T, Michael, Milo V3, Moku, Neomagus, Nova, other Michael, Perry, Puppeteer, Ramon, Roy Viscrad, Ryan, Senpai, Sama, Shaksara, Sina, That Dude, The Arcane, Thomas, Toast, Usuf Sama, Vortex, Woodfoot, Zoltan, and ZZ Camo, I Wanted to Be Last. Good job, bud. Uh, are, are you, were, were you here this morning just for that? Um, but uh, yes, uh, thank you all very much. Um, and uh, we, we really do appreciate it. Um, if you have somewhere been living under a rock, uh, as this chronicle rounds to an end, uh, we are looking forward to the next chronicle, which will not happen right as soon as this one ends. There are plans for intermedium, intermedium, interim uh, games. Chris has got plans. Craig's got plans. We will continue to pressure Ash, but I don't think that's actually going to happen. Um, and so we'll have, have some other stuff that we're going to do in the meantime uh, and all that stuff that you guys are uh, supporting us with is going towards uh, being able to buy PDFs if we need them to, because we want to run something or if, uh, you know, we want to have character art for the start of the next page chronicles. So uh, all that stuff, we greatly appreciate that support lets us do, you know, your the same kind of game that you would be running at. Well, I almost said at your table, but We've never sat at a table together to play. Uh, and you can do that too. It is a-okay. Um, there's nothing wrong with the critical role style of a bunch of people being really, really good actors and stuff. But I like ours. Um, it is cool. You can just be folks hanging out and you don't have to be, you know, putting thousands of dollars into post-production and all that kind of stuff. Just hang out, have fun. It's good stuff. Um Completely unrelated. When does that Critical Role TV show? Because I really do need to see that. Anyways. Uh, uh, the, um, the animated one? Yeah. I don't know. They got like... They got so a lot of money for though. it. Yeah. yeah really I, so it's coming. Oh, and yes. I'm super excited. I don't remember the details where they posted an update on it recently. Oh, okay. I might have to go check that out. Anyway, sorry. Completely unrelated. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> Bhakti, yes, sorry. You got uh, you got supplanted uh, because Camo went for the, the double Z, uh, you know, uh, advantage move to get to the bottom of the list. Uh, I'm slightly stalling because I am, as I said in Discord, really totally absolutely prepped for this <laughs> session. Dream. Uh, yeah, because this could go, you know, a, bunch of different ways. When we last left the Cabal, they had been meeting up with, well, 
and initially themselves putting together the grimoires and putting them into their, we'll say, penultimate shape, where in they basically had a giant arcane bike lock uh, that uh, they could twist and manipulate, but didn't quite know the combination, nor were they in the right place, uh, big capital P there, for it to actually unlock. Their investigation was interrupted by some armed paramilitary troops that they eventually talked down, had a little conversation with, and realized these guys might be part of a nameless order or something, and maybe they know more than we do, or maybe they know different stuff. And we find ourselves in a small town uh, outside of Boston, next to a library, next to two invisible Lamborghinis, speaking with a, like, 95-year-old Obrimos named, well, named, air quotes, Elder Uncle Taylor, the sleepwalker and spokesman of the paramilitary troops that we had seen previously, has been sent off to go get coffee. And Elder Uncle is examining the five grimoires put together um, and realizing this is a hell of a thing. So uh, that's my recap. If you guys would be so kind, because it has been a week, um, what spells do you all have active and what mage sites do you have active? Um, fate, time, space for mage site active. Character sheets. Mm-hmm. We still have the um, Fools Rush In. Mm-hmm. I believe Chris uh, Songbird had used one of those roles. Yep. I don't think any others have been used so far. And that was four rolls, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I'm I s- have. Good. I have my levitate and hone the form still active. Okay. I'm still carrying uh, um, some intercessions from Miracle. That's right. Yeah, from the from the drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then I have uh, prime matter and forces active. Okay. I have my uh, default mage sites on, so death, matter, mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, my active spells, I have an Aegis on my shirt and augment mind. Okay, cool. And a paranoid condition. And a paranoid condition. Yeah. Uh, it's only paranoia. <laughs> it's it's not paranoia. If, yeah, if they are out to get you, then it's not paranoid. Yeah. Uh, cool. So... Uh, Oh, yeah, so for anyone just trying to catch up, we're basically the Cabal is at the epicenter of a three, possibly four planetary body collision. That's about to, and we're just hoping we can squeak through the gaps, basically. Yeah, about right. We have stumbled into being pawns. Usually, if Songbird has a three body problem, it's because he's killed three people. <laughs> yeah. Not, not where I thought you were going initially, but I appreciate that one much better. <laughs> <laughs> so when, uh, uh, so when we pick up, Elder Uncle has the football-sized, American football-sized set of grimoires, turning them and twisting them, manipulating them and realizing that, okay, yeah, there doesn't seem to be a a set sequence that actually does anything. There's no stoppers or clicks or anything like that. They all smoothly rotate, so there's no way to like even tell if you're at a combination that you know could be entered. And kind of looks up, passes the grimoires, 
back to Songbird, kind of takes a step back, separating himself from the three of you, and says that before I take a further look at that, which I believe may be our prisoner that we have been seeking, then you stated that you were seeking to summon something, someone. Were you seeking to open the prison? It is one of the possible outcomes of what we are pursuing. Okay. Obviously, we'd like to know more about it before we proceed. Let's see. Because in my current understanding, my current set of orders, I should take that from you with no regard to your cares, wants, desires, or corporeal forms. But at the same time, this is obviously not a mere person in shackles. Right. So I begin to wonder what I am missing from the equation. You all have made it very clear that you're not necessarily sure what this even is. We have similar theories to what you were thinking as one of the options. Okay. So I'm thinking through as quick as I can of potential third parties that we may call upon because obviously were I to call upon my superiors, I'm likely to be countermanded and everything swept under a rug and the three of you may disappear from existence, which doesn't seem fair for, as far as I can see, three innocent bystanders. Not ideal. So. what? Appreciate your forbearance. I'm trying to play fair because as far as I know, this may reflect heavily upon my soul in the future. Uh, So he kind of paces a little bit, wondering. You can definitely see he's mulling things over. As he is doing so, somebody gets a phone call. Probably Songbird. Okay. Yeah, probably Songbird. Uh, it's Jimmy's. Jimmy's phone. Okay. Hello. Okay. I wasn't sure if you'd just be like, "I, I will get back to you." Um, and uh, it's it's network. Um, but Songbird, there are. Men here with Abaddon. They say they seek the judge. Huh? Yep. They say that we are in possession of the judge. Who? 
Like Judd? I don't know who they're looking for. But I don't know of any judge that we have. All right. Do you have any idea what or who they are seeking? And you can definitely hear like network is speaking loudly, clearly, and like trying to push under subtext into this call. Should I come there? Everything is fine currently. Abaddon was very polite and asked for hospitality. Nobody has gotten uppity. Okay. That said, I don't like people in my house when I'm not there. Yes, but it's okay. Abaddon says he is following the rules and will continue to follow the rules and is apparently willing to enforce the rules should any of his uh friends friends that's his uh well yeah um i may have an idea of what he's after i will be there in a second i thought you might but uh Uh, he I'm going to hang up the phone now. Could you speak with Abaddon first? Sure. And there's the the ruffle and, you know, hearing slightly muffled and remote. Songbird uh, will speak to you, Abaddon. (laughs) Like, network is like (laughs) super formal all of a sudden. And narrating everything he's doing. Right. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, the phone comes over and you know you're Abaddon you know late late 40s very military kind of uh voice and songbird hello Abaddon yeah I don't know why your companion is doing that do you know about this judge not in any sort of specifics no okay because I have a few paternoster folks with me who are interested in a judge. And they say that the last known whereabouts was here in New York. And you guys are the only folks I know really active in New York. Would you like me to come talk with them? like definitely like through gritted teeth kind of under his breath i don't give a damn (laughs) but the uh your compatriots here don't seem to know anything but they suggested that the senior members of the rookery cabal may so at the moment we are sitting here eating well tea and cookies yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I I am going to arrive next to my forge. 
okay. obviously all rules of hospitality are still have no reason to not be enforced so i'll be okay. there in just a moment okay uh thank you we will uh talk with you soon Weird, I need to be in the Sanctum right now. Um, Y'all can stay here with this. Okay. Do you, uh... We'll wait here for you? Yeah, stay here with Elder Uncle. We don't want to seem like we're... Yeah, Elder Uncle, meanwhile, has been very curious about what this phone call is, but, you know, not prying. So, Elder Uncle, we have some momentary business that Sombra needs to take care of. I'll stay with you. I, I see. If that's acceptable. Okay. I apologize for my swift departure. I will hopefully return shortly. I understood. I think I'm just going to do the co-locate, open up a two-dimensional plane. Or you won't be able to do that with your particular attainment. Because your oh, okay. your attainment doesn't do the portal, but you can basically make it and just nudge yeah. Songbird to the other side. I'll just yeah do that nudge Songbird to the other side and then immediately throw up a vid window. Okay, um, and uh, unless I am mistaken, that vid, that uh, that scrying will be visible to Elder Uncle and Atratus. Hmm. Yeah, if you make it a window, we'll all see. You can just keep it in your head. Yeah, I'll keep it, my head. Yeah, it's one of those. Do I still have telepathy active? I think I might. You do have telepathy active, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, yes. Uh, and the grimoires to Atratus, who right. will be outside of the area of the... The cool gate. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. Take with, <laughs> with that. Uh, well, especially because you have to you know, be touched to send through. But, yeah, it makes sense mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if somebody... And it's just open has... for a moment and then it's closed again. Sure. Sure. So, yeah, with that songbird, you were there. We were kind of gives you the, the shoulder touch. Hey. <laughs> and you are standing next to the forge. And, yeah, it's um it's a little packed compared to your normal population in here. You have Abaddon, his Myrmidons, and three gentlemen in, like, men in black style, verging on Mormon you know, door-to-door guys, shirts, sure. you know, black, thin ties. The, they are currently seated with saucers, tea, and a little table pulled over with little small cookies. Titus is scrambling around in the kitchen, looks over and like eyes wide, a little bit of relief, but doesn't say anything and just continues keeping his head down. <laughs> uh, um Network is standing next to Abaddon and the Myrmidons. The the feel of the room is definitely like Abaddon is with Network on this. Mm. The Pedernaster yeah. are over here, and uh, Nico is kind of like in the corner, making herself as small and invisible as she can be, while also watching with like in like intense curiosity of what the fuck is going on. And Abaddon looks over and says, "Ah, oh, Songbird. Uh, gentlemen, this is the... Greetings. And the three of them set their cups down, dust themselves off, walk over, and it is full-on, like, high and mighty, you know, very formal. We are above the 
kind of attitude from them as they walk forward and look up and look you up and oh, down. No, you remain seated, please. Kind of sit back down there in your house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I'll sit at the table. Uh, Songbird kind of, uh, or Songbird, uh, they, they look you up and down and say, is it the same Songbird? Yes. Interesting. Oh, the one that, um, you know, had your um, your friends sent after me? I think the third one, on the, you know, on the left says, they weren't friends of ours, but we know of them. Abaddon quickly kind of steps forward and goes, yes, well, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so pleased to make your acquaintance. How can I help you? Uh, so Abaddon, uh, definitely kind of, kind of like steps in between, tries to, tries to mediate and says, these gentlemen are from the ministry of the Paternoster and are seeking a judge. Uh, there's a capital J there that is as their scrying and divinations have pointed them was last in New York, in Manhattan. And I told them when they came around and asking questions that yes, I knew the people who, well, I said the people who ran New York, but yeah. Uh, Generous of you, thank you. And they are um, <clears throat> looking to use your sanctum as a base of operations to search for this judge. Unless of course you happen to know where it is. Uh, they're curious of, uh, well, they're claiming your right of hospitality. I see. The, uh, one sitting in the middle kind of, you know, leans forward and says, yes. And we understand that, we will be required to provide services to your cabal as necessary to uh, pay for our stay, so to speak. And what are what do you propose as a sort of rent? The three of them kind of look through each uh, to each other and kind of nod and says, uh, "Well." It should be known that the father is most gracious with his gifts of uh, of artifacts and mana. Tell me about this judge. The middle one kind of leans back, who, you know, was clearly hoping, you know, to go the other path, but says, very well, as we understand it, there is a grand judge of souls within New York. We have reason to believe he is one of five. I believe there is a judge of flesh, a judge of mind other such things. The only one that need bother you is this judge of souls who is divine to be within Manhattan. 
This is a being of potentially tremendous power. The Father has bid us find and collect. <laughs> the only thing going through my head over and over again is fuck me running. <laughs> Just, you and die. <laughs> the only judge of which I am aware is a member of our cabal. His name is Judd. But he is not a I mean, he, yeah, he's, he's not what you're looking for. Uh, roll me a presence plus persuasion. <laughs> I mean, he's literally not what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah, but the main thing being convincing them that he's not is the real question. There's no it's lying a plus here. Four? Uh, yes, plus four? Yes, four rolls with plus four. Cool. Uh, you don't have the the four dots of mine, so you can't. Well, you, that is an exceptional success. Um, would you like to place a condition on the uh, speaker or uh, on yourself? Um, on them. Okay. Uh, any kind of vibe that you're trying to give this? Um. Like, I can't make them be naive, but like something along that line of like, yeah. So make them. They are likely regulars. to either underestimate me or. Uh, I mean, I to, to put trouble. it to to put it uh, the way that they might look at it to believe that you are a simpleton um, and that you don't know anything, and you know, oh yeah, no, it couldn't be Judd from down the road. Kind sure. of thing. Okay. Uh, so the three of them kind of look at each other, smiling, being like, okay, yeah, you know, Songbird doesn't know who this judge is. Uh, they nod, you know, especially since you seem to be, you know, going off of the fact that this guy's name is Judge. That's not who they're looking for. Uh, so they they nod. All right, very well. But that still doesn't finish the uh, discussion of us using your cabal here as, uh, well, excuse me, your sanctum here as a base of operations. It's a bit close to some mammon uh, sites, but it will do in a pinch. A question here is songbird stalling and thinking or is this Chris thinking? A little bit of both. Okay. So as you're having your moment, Abaddon kind of steps forward, places a hand just lightly on your shoulder and says, I did suggest that your base of operations and knowledge base only extends through lower Manhattan. 
and that the rest of Manhattan, as, as I understand your concilium, is fairly unclaimed and they may find spaces elsewhere. That is true. I think uh, we would not object to answering questions, but that a full extension of hospitality may be stressful between our two groups at this time. And you could literally point out like, bro, we don't even really have rooms for you all. Right. So, uh, Abad- we have a space mage, two space mages. That's not, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but Abaddon, you know, Abaddon nods, you know, kind of significantly at the three who kind of look amongst themselves. And again, look around your factory sanctum compared to the Paternoster who let's, say, uh, kind of bluntly, are a bit more um, highfalutin. (laughs) Um, And Abaddon says, if you would be so kind, Songbird, as to put us in contact with the uh, Concilium's Herald so that we could perhaps uh, negotiate a place within New York for the uh, brothers here to set up that will be... uh, Congenial to everybody. I think that would be acceptable. I will get in contact with Sherdell and attempt to make these arrangements. Yeah, network gives you a little like high sign, and and you know kind of nods is like I can do that. That is uh, unexpectedly courteous of them. This is. This is the Sears playing. This is how this shit should work. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this is the way the Silver Ladder would love this to work all the time. Um, so uh, Network kind of uh, steps back, pulls out his phone, starts firing off like a mass of text. And it's very obvious <laughs> that he's definitely texting more than just Shodell. Yeah. <laughs> um, Judge of souls, judge of flesh, etc., etc. For those who may have missed, problem. Only one of those was alive. So, um, uh, while network is firing off a bunch of texts, um, and then kind of looks up, still in the middle of texting, and says. Shodel will meet you outside. <laughs> She's f- f- sorry, my hands are just firing away, uh, which you know, probably still a little bit weird to see, considering you know, network is blind. Um, but texting, nah, he good. And Abaddon says, "Oh, thank you, network," and motions towards the uh, towards the door, and the Myrmidons uh, to head out front immediately clearing the way, and then Abaddon uh, and the brothers come in. The last three, uh, you know, walk out. One of them giving Songbird a sup look and then makes her way out and shuts the door. The Myrmidon? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, 
Are you sure Abaddon doesn't hang back for a second? Uh, he could be so signaled. <laughs> yes, yeah, Songbird. It's like as he pulls the door shut. <laughs> you know what they're looking for. I can surmise, but I am uh, yeah. not here to help in this investigation. I am merely Good. a go-between between the Paternoster, this rookery, and now uh, the New York Concilium. All right, then. <laughs> he gives the, ain't that some shit shrug. <laughs> and says, they, oh, me. yeah, they, uh, they aren't paying the general much of anything, so... They're not getting much of anything. Um, God, I'm glad y'all don't all have your shit together. (laughs) Yeah, I know you are. (laughs) Like, and I mean, everything that you've seen from Abaddon, like he he throws the bird at the at, you know, the Panopticon, you know, fucking over the Paternoster. Yeah, this is just seer shit 101. Um, And if you don't say anything further, Abaddon just kind of, you know, heads back out. Uh, meanwhile, a rather flippant salute, but yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a very like through a mirror darkly. Like, I yeah, very much so. Like either of these people could be the other mm-hmm. in different circumstances. Yep, and I think I think Abaddon gets that. I think the Myrmidons yeah. especially get that because it's like, yeah. hey, it's fighting time. Hey, it's the fighting. Yeah, we know the this one. one. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, get this one. Yeah. So meanwhile. Uh, as that is all going on, uh, Elder Uncle um, is, you know, there with Weird and Atratus as Songbird just poofs away. And you guys occasionally have like this faraway glance as you get telepathic <laughs> communications occasionally from Songbird. And uh, Elder Uncle says, uh, do you know that everything is OK? If we need to reconvene at another time that can be arranged i think it's under control there's um certain rules that we uh, sometimes follow in such situations and they appear to be abiding by them so we should be fine uh like elder uncle smiles he's like i i understand your lex magica i didn't want to presume I appreciate this. Uh, as he like adjusts and kind of recon re- his robes, his uh, he's like, I, I am not part of this Lex Magical bullshit, but you guys enjoy it. Um, and uh, so he says, if it is all right that we continue while your associate is away, I have had a thought uh, while you're. Uh, Actually, I can't remember. Did you guys introduce? I think you guys introduced yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, While Songbird is uh, away, I did have a a thought that while I don't know of a neutral third party or another resource that we could look to for this thing, uh, and again, like, his eyes have, like, barely ever left the grimoires currently held in Atratus's hands. he says, there is within, well, I will speak bluntly because the child is not here and I think you all will understand 
at least a little bit of what I'm doing. I serve an Archmage. Our council is one such group that serve him. We are small and but there are several of us in number far far less than your pentacle. And this puzzle is the culmination of my particular sect. But I do know others in another that may provide assistance if you are willing to let me broaden the... <laughs> Basically, can I bring a third caller into this you know, situation <laughs> or you know, should we just leave it between us? I'm curious to know, do you know the Archmage you serve? I have met them on one occasion. So they are around, I guess? Yes. Okay. Of course. Do you know anything about the prisoner? Beyond that they are a prisoner? Because maybe... I don't know if we're trying to set it free. Or if this is something that should stay locked up. Um, roll, um, yeah, I think he's presence plus persuasion. You try, try to get him to speak freely or about- empathy, even. Empathy would be acceptable, yeah. Especially from, from Miss Evan Phoenix. Oh, okay. Two successes. Two successes. It kind of gives you a look says, I have an inkling. There are, if I read between the lines of what is told to me, and I know more than the child does or the rest of the council may know, but I'm still a mage like you all, and the machinations of the archmages uh, actually i think he probably says arch arch masters is beyond me but i do believe that the eldest one has a personal relationship with the prisoner the exact nature of it i am not sure i do believe that the prisoner is to be let free at some point. But as I understand it, it is a significant thing. If I were to interpret things correctly, and there's like a lot of hesitation, I believe that when they are set free, they are to be judged. And then... Um, set free and and made free or destroyed utterly. Do you have anything 
that your archmage might have touched magically. Oh, I get where you're going. Uh, and I want to see the Nimbus viewer, and see if it matches the one on the the Nimbus. Right. Thanks. Uh, yeah. And we're uh, you're you're telepathically. How open and honest do we want to be with this guy? And Chris, I'm fine with Songbird chiming in because this would have been a thing that you, probably one of the reasons why Songbird, Songbird is trying to tell have conversation while somebody is talking in the back of his head. Do you mind, please? Um. I mean, at this point, I'm a fan of just honesty. <laughs> Says the Mysterium member. I'm not opposed to this. Just we are certainly we in are, over our heads, and yes, Elder Uncle appears safest of any possible allies we have accumulated yes. here. Um, also, I don't really want to get more entangled with these folks um, right. with my tag along. Mm-hmm. Elder Uncle? Yes, Beard. I would like to be transparent with you. Okay. Oh, sorry. Before you continue that, uh, the answer uh, uh, for Atratus is actually pretty blatant. No. No, because they don't generally, they're not supposed to do magic, right? They, Out in the world. They, they're they able to do actually their normal, like the five arcana stuff pretty openly. The stuff above that is imperial magic, and that's the stuff okay. that can break the rules, and they're supposed to be very careful. Uh, the uh, the avatar... Right. And the avatar that um, uh, Ursula made, that's an imperial magic, but it's yeah. not going to upset anything, so she can get away with that. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, weird. Um, so we stumbled into this by retrieving a stolen grimoire. Spellbook. And that and, and investigating that mystery because there was something odd about it that led us on a long trail that collected all five of them. The moment we collected the fifth one, an archmaster appeared before us and gave us the option of being obliterated or facilitating an introduction to another Archmaster. We were led to believe that these five grimoires are another Archmaster who was placed here by some third Archmaster. And she didn't care who she got an introduction to, she just wanted to talk to another Archmaster. And it was our task to do that in exchange for not being utterly destroyed. Aside from that, we are of a like mind that if this is a person, an individual, that we would want them to be free. It's kind of our leaning as people. But only if they're not a danger to, you know, civilization. Provided they're not a danger to the rest of reality. And the initial impression we got when we started studying these prophecies 
and such about the destruction of civilization. This is well above our pay grade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But our task remains to facilitate an introduction between Ursula and, and some, art, some, some Archmaster. At this point, I don't have a preference. <laughs> and neither did she. Yeah. Uh, so Elder Uncle kind of cuts to uh, a salient point here and says, why is Ursula unable to introduce herself to an Arcmaster? Um, I am well below that level, but my understanding is that it is difficult for one Archmaster to approach another Archmaster. Um, I, I will give you, just because Weird would remember this, the whole reason is Ursula is a seer, is a seer right. and so... That is the reason why she has issues. Now, how you want to couch that comment, mm-hmm. whether being upfront and being like, no, she's a seer, or you know, being <laughs> hedging around, that is up to you. I, I honestly yeah. didn't know. It's really like, yeah, it's my understanding that they won't talk to her. The other won't talk to her. It's difficult to make that first contact. So she's hoping that we can facilitate that, be ambassadors for her, I guess, is the best way to put it. She trusts you a great deal then. Interesting. Oh no. She I don't know. I don't think so, no. At all. I okay. Um we are pawns. <laughs> we are expendable pawns. And we're just trying to get through this alive and not cause too much collateral damage. Which is why we were out in the middle of the woods, because Okay. So we believe we have everything we need to unlock this prison, except a vocation. Right. If we can do the ritual that we understand we need to do at the right place, then the prison is opened and the prisoner becomes free. Or or (laughs) the eldest one is the one that we introduce Ursula to because the prisoner is too dangerous. Or the eldest one is the one we introduce Ursula to. And then we can work with you to unlock this prison with Ursula. <laughs> part of the equation. Yeah. Um, the, the elder, elder uncle holds up his hand. And that It is not for me to open this, but how are you to make this introduction? Will you arrange a meeting or I, I, I asked because the elder one I have, uh, excuse me, the eldest one, I have only met the once and I have no means of sending a message to them. Ursula hypothesized that either freeing the prisoner would allow a conversation to happen or freeing the prisoner would alert the archmaster that built the prison in the first place and caused them to appear, which might facilitate the conversation much more likely our destruction, but Ursula didn't much care about that. We're in way over our heads. Oh, 
and we're just trying to get through this alive. Uh, about this time, I figure uh, Songbird has escorted <laughs> uh, the Paternoster and Abaddon out. Um, so if uh, Songbird, you just want to rejoin, because again, it's a quick attainment for, for Rear to facilitate that. Uh, just alert Elder Uncle before I do that. So sure. Yeah, surprisingly, but yeah. Okay, we are so freaking popular. <laughs> um, Elder Uncle gives like Songbird a, you know, concern is all well. Well enough for now. Uh, very well. I will not ask into your business. No, we have servants of the Exarchs interested in. What I can only surmise is the prisoner. Although they didn't seem to know very much detail, which is a point in our favor. This is quickly becoming um, mm-hmm. um, a thing. A pressure cooker? Yeah. My understanding is this is what happens when Archmasters get involved. When they start middling. So, okay. So we have... The eldest one, your Ursula, the, the prisoner, prisoner perhaps, and now the exarch's toadies of the father. Of the father, very. I have spent 95 years on this earth, <laughs> about 60 of them preparing for effectively this night. <laughs> Where is that coffee? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah, got any more handy prophecies? Yes. (laughs) Draws his book out, um, which you will note, uh, compared to the book that Taylor had, this thing is three to four times as large. um, And flipping open, it is in a smaller font than... (laughs) Uh, than the one Taylor had seen as a child and quickly begins to flip through and uh, everything is very, very clear. Actually, um, uh, Weird, do you still have uh, Inward Outward Eye? Um, Yeah, I think so. Okay, so from your ability to basically peek over Elder uh, Uncle's shoulder, um, this is not in... English, it is not in high speech. It is clearly written in code that, like, for, you know, this guy, especially okay. with this potential spell, has no problem translating on the fly. And he flips through. I mean, Pierce Deception just lets you read code. Uh, does it let you actually decipher? I mean, I would, I would let it do that, is what I'm saying. Right. Like, a code is a lie of text. Hiding a truth. It's being translated it's a into a different language. Yeah. But no, I get where you're The language from. for the person who mm-hmm. made it up. Which, um, fun fact, just before this stream went live, I was talking, man, I feel like I feel like I'm missing something. The books. I don't have the books open. <laughs> um, but yes, as he's uh flipping through um and where the book that Taylor had looked at seemed very much a um, 
almost history book and the fact that it was like detailing out events as they played out. Um, this seems to be in like categories. Obviously, you can't translate, but it's like, here's this huge block of stuff and then another block of stuff with headings and subheadings and like different chapters and stuff like that. Uh, he flips through a couple sections, reads over, flips through to a couple others, bookmarks a spot, flips over, flips back, and just like is diving through this, shuts the book and looks up and says, that wasn't particularly useful. Save that and like tucks the book back within his robes and says, the days following the return of the prisoner will be Days of chaos and turmoil. Check. Mm-hmm. That's it? <laughs> That's all we got. Yeah. Okay. So, which, as I can guess, and because I know where these things come from, fate magic was not particularly informative of such Days of uh, flux. So I we have one other option. It is the sorry, you guys aren't seeing me tap my thumbs together. This is the would you say nuclear option that we have, uh, not in the necessarily explosive, but of the last resort in that I may attempt to call to one of the avatars of the elder one, uh, eldest one and bring it to their attention. Though the eldest one and their avatars are messengers only, as they've stated. They make no action, but instead guide us. This is part of the Archmaster's plan and guidance for humanity. They hmm. <laughs> like shrug. <laughs> but perhaps they will be willing to speak to us. And if they are willing to speak to us, perhaps we can merely pass on the prisoner and arrange a introduction with Ursula. The... It's like we have one of her messengers. I was planning on telling him that, actually. Yeah, the, like, hey, we've got them too. Um, so... You know, the messengers to meet? As an ev- evidence of the fact that Ursula does not trust us, she planted one of her messengers in the mind of Atratus, who has successfully locked it down. Got her locked up. <laughs> so, so you watch you watch as Elder Uncle's eyes go wide and then impossibly wider. <laughs> Excuse me, you did what? Yeah, she managed to lock it down. But we have a messenger of Ursula with us. So if your messenger comes, we let her messenger out, they can introduce our job's done, right? Right? 
one would hope that it is so simple. The <laughs> the issue here oh, yeah. <laughs> is the and, and the reason I bring this up as a nuclear option is in order to summon one of the messengers and to ensure that it is a cause that is worthy of attention and you forgive the, the, the phrase divine intervention is sure. one of our members must be in grave and dire trouble. And his eyes kind of turned towards where Taylor had walked off to get coffee. He's been gone a bit. Uh, not too bad. I mean, considering the walk and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Um, um, I... Never in my lifetime has such a task been attempted. So the degree to which somebody is in danger, I am not sure that uh, what um, requirement they're in. Uh, you know, severely wounded, edge of death, soul removed. Um, it is. <sighs> Or the alternative is we hope and wait because at this point, if this is the prisoner and we have it within our possession back within our home, uh, our sanctum, that the messenger may arrive and come claim it. But that requires you to give the prisoner to me. Would we be able to accompany you? Would that I could allow it, but I cannot. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's a viable option. I don't don't think we can do that now. We need need to be involved. Mm -hmm. So it's effectively sacrifice Taylor. Uh, or, or trust your superiors to include us at some point. I I was not planning on sacrificing Taylor. I, Taylor would in ex- be the one to make the call. Right, but put him in extreme danger. Uh, no, he's no. talking about himself. I have a considerably shorter lifespan remaining compared to Taylor. I thought the glance at Taylor meant, oh, forgive me. I misunderstood. I, uh... Also, I mean, any peril... It would be fake peril. Because, like, if... Therein lies the rub, yes. Yeah. 
because if we were beating you up, I guess, I don't know. We could also fix it. Unless, like, some actual danger shows. I don't... But it's yeah. also possible. We, we would, Or unless you're committed. We would be crossing, in, in my mind, the point of no return, at which point mere mages could no longer fix the situation. Then perhaps one of the messengers will arrive to save the day. That's a big gamble. I don't, I don't it, like that gamble. <laughs> do you think I do? <laughs> um, Meanwhile, you have an avatar of a Arcmaster who does not like you and does not trust you and does not care for you and has threatened your destruction in your head. Uh-huh. So, um, do we get t-shirts now? Do we get a club? <laughs> <laughs> I keep wondering if, like, she might have some input into what we do now, but also I'm not willing to um, risk that. Like, if I want her opinion on it, I have to let her out. And then I might not be able to lock her back up. And then she would just subsume you, I suspect. I guess. Does that it's not a thing that you want to test and try. No. I, 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 I understand that you Kind feeling. of only get one shot at it. Yeah, I understand that. This other sect you mentioned. Yes. Do you, can you tell us more about their particular assignment? Charge? Fair. They are as secretive as we are. They have some similar, and kind of draws his book out, uh, set of instructions and guidance and a long-term plan for humanity that they are to nudge and guide into place uh, on occasion our sex cross paths uh, in some cases uh, our sex have worked with uh, the pentacle often the free council we are of a like mind in regards to the um, dethroning of the exarchs as you all are uh, our Archmaster believes in the best way to remove them is, well, as the uh, good book puts it, uh, violent peasant revolt. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> but that is a thing of millennia of adjustments and guidance that... Honestly, may never see fruition. So I can reach out to them, and I do not know if they have the same messengers. I do not know if they have the same requirements. Um, And as far as I know, their sect may, in fact, be waiting for this very day as well to perform a task 
this is the problem. I'm assuming, um, Craig to Drew, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that uh, getting this avatar to appear would be beyond the reach of a miracle. Intercession. I mean, they do come periodically from time to time, right? Um, from from your understanding, the messengers come at like pre-appointed times, and like it is like they are alerted because uh, well, at least as far as the Tratus mm-hmm. scene, everybody's there sitting, waiting, ready when right. they show up. Um, so it's not a just chance appearance. Have the messengers ever appeared without warning? I ask Elder. Mm-hmm. Not in my 95 years, but it is possible. I mean, the dramatic, you know, calling of them is written down and has perhaps been used before, but the uh, the eldest one refuses to partake in the affairs of humanity. Uh, I believe the term used in the good book is that it is cheating. That tracks from what we know. So this is just Craig reviewing. We can't go to their hall or whatever. Sanctum. If we let him go with the grimoires, we just might get cut out entirely, uh, which will not satisfy Ursula. Which will get us killed. Mm-hmm. Beyond killed. Just deleted. <laughs> um, Whatever's happening to Eamon right now. Yeah. That's a happy thought. Um, <laughs> Good things come or, to those who wait. Yeah. <laughs> or we can go to this other sect of these guys who we really don't know what they do or what their goals and motivations are. <laughs> or we just sit here and wait for a bunch of fucking men in black pattern ouster boys to show up and have a good old time. Put us in some real peril. I'm, I'm trying to think of the fastest way to give the Archmages something else to think about. <laughs> that is my goal in this right now. Here, stick yeah, it. Stupid. Towards <laughs> yeah. That thing over there. Or, well, what in the world can that be? And then we run away. <laughs> because they want to wake up the prisoner and then judge him. Mm-hmm. So they need a judge. The Paternoster is hunting a judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to give just this slight little nudge, a lot of people here are playing multiple thousand year games of telephone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Paternoster doesn't have all the all the info. You might have some mystery dreams. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, very, very good point, too. 
I'm thinking that our best bet is to find the location we need to be at to unlock this thing. I do think that might get the attention how? of... Well, right, we don't know where. Yeah. I will draw your attention back to the fake question that Weird had asked, wherein the Taylor's thing parallels your own. Uh, Taylor did not have access and knowledge of the place. Does, you... does the book talk about where the chaos begins? Where the fields it, of Megiddo may be, so it, to speak. Right. Yeah, does it speak about where the chaos starts? Where the prisoner is set free? Uh, those are two different events. Huh. Um, no, the prisoner will be set free uh, and judged by the eldest one. Um, yeah. Well, I can't tell you exactly where, but outside of our sanctum, where we have hallowed and sanctified the uh, the ground for that day. And we, we can't go into your sanctum, but could we go outside it? I, and like, he kind of has his head draw back and like where he's doing the mental calculations, checking all the loopholes. Actually, very distinctly, you would be allowed there. Let's. Uh, I think we might have an idea. <laughs> Let's yeah. shoot the works and give it a try there. Where is Taylor with that coffee? But then, yes, um, that. Hmm. Uh, this sucks. It, it, it does, in <laughs> fact, suck. But this weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Very exciting. You on it. Uh, <laughs> Nothing in the rules says a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> I mean, if we want their attention, that seems like a good... Well, and we are to take the prisoner back to our sanctum Mm -hmm. and then they're to await judgment. Well, excuse me. No. Flips his book open, starts flipping (laughs) through some pages. It was the... We are to take possession of the prisoner and we've always taken that as to take it back to our sanctum, but... And like, you know, walks over and like places his hands gently on, you know, the Grubars and Atratus's hands. I have this in my possession. Would you all agree? Yes. Yes. And then it goes to. Mm. Okay. I think this is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, Taylor is down the road walking. Mm-hmm. Getting closer. <laughs> Weird, I think, can probably spot first and go. Taylor's on his way. Good. Where do you find uh, coffee at this hour in this place? The bar. That's a resourceful, <laughs> that's a resourceful gentleman you've got there. Um like I said he is he is carrying, you know, three like mugs that that bar probably is not happy to see walk out the door. Um <laughs> And, uh, or hang on, how many mugs? Four mugs. Um, and, uh, as, as he's, he is approaching, Elder Uncle's eyes are like, okay, cool. The, 
you know, because th- there's some concern of where is my sleepwalker, and says the um, the cars. Where do those need to end up? New York. Because I can take. Oh. I mean, you can drop them off anywhere you rented them. Right. Well, wherever I don't, closest I, don't, I don't think businesses. Penske and Drive. What was the other one? Uh, whatever. Just rent out Lambos. I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a place that's particular about where they return a Lamborghini. Um, but uh, El- Elder Uncle kind of looks and says, okay, well, because I'm sure um, those need to go someplace. Where might I meet you and take Taylor? I will meet you wherever you need to, and then I will take you uh, to the seat of judgment. If you give us like 10 minutes, the and, cars will be taken care of. And and shall I remain here or? Yeah. No, no, well, very well. Uh, <laughs> Riches over, takes the coffee from Taylor. Taylor, they're going to return their cars and then we are going to the seat of judgment. <laughs> Taylor goes, I clearly have missed the conversation. What? We can't do that. Elder Uncle, sir, I respectfully, like you can tell, Taylor just had like this walk and this conversation is very upset. And now we're doing what? Nothing in the rules says you can't. Hey, and she knows the rules. Fabulous. Okay. No, he does. Yes. Yes. Very well. Um, okay, cars, and I'm going with you. <laughs> like he's like, what's my life now? Um, very well. And how do you guys plan on uh, returning the cars? I'm sure this is. I'm it. gonna. I'm gonna shrink them. Ah. We're just gonna put them in the forge, and Jimmy's gonna set them outside like a fucking matchbox car. <laughs> That is way better. I was expecting, I was trying to figure out a bunch of teleportation and driving and yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and roll that to chance for some exceptional successes. That way I don't completely stiff you on beats like I did last session. I can communicate through a two-way scry, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, you make sound in uh, audio pass through and make it two-way. Yeah. It's just like a right. like a video chat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna use my attainment spy on network. Sure. Network uh, looks I over. Have to mm-hmm. beat durability. Mm-hmm. Um, man, those things are not even made of steel, right? They're well, it's got steel parts in it, would be. so durability yeah. of like two. Because it's not oh. structure, right? It's just durability. Right. Yeah. So it's gonna be like two. But yeah, it's just fiberglass. Right, fiberglass. I was thinking about the engine block, which is going to be carbon steel, yeah. and yeah. So yeah, network kind of looks over and goes, "Hi, weird." As as he's like sitting, two things. Sure, kind of like um, looking around you to try and see what's going on. Of course, it's zoomed in, so all you have is his face. He all he has mm-hmm. is your face. Some miniaturized Lamborghinis are going to appear next to the forge. You'll need to put them outside fairly quickly. Okay. 
That's the first. Sure. Thing the second. Uh, batten down the hatches. Keep everybody within arm's length and make sure you have an escape route. Uh, we think we might be resolving this very quickly, but we're not sure how it's going to go or how big the splash area may end up being. How pissed are these Paternoster guys about to be? Um, I'm not worried at all about the Paternoster. <laughs> I don't know if that's perhaps cons- like <laughs> concerning or disconcerting. Yeah. In, in light of current circumstances, yeah, I'm not, not even, worried about Paternoster. They're not even on my radar nope. at the moment. That, so make sure you okay. Make sure you have an escape route ready. Um, and just hunker down. Uh, understood. Weird. And like looks over. Uh, well, no, actually, you just shrunk the cars. Uh, with an exceptional Songbird success. Spends a, Songbird spends a few minutes, like, just like lovingly. Touching over them and is like, I promise it's going to be okay. You're going to be just fine. I just need you to. And then just like smushes them down as a uh, call out, like a just a single word in high speech of the Yantra. Sure. Uh, and whoop, uh, they both shrink down. Uh, got the potency, got the scale. That's what I was going to check on. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, both shrink down. Um, which is fun because you're probably touching your hand over the invisible cars for a minute before Elder Uncle was like, oh, okay, hang on. Uh, oh, I probably should have made the potency more. How's that? It's one size per potency withstood by durability. So it's like oh, gotcha. only shrinks a little bit. Yeah. We're going to have to re-roll that. Yeah. Uh, actually, with an exceptional success and bypassing uh, withstand, you would have a potency of three. Three. Oh yeah, so that's not that's not much smaller at all. Yeah. Okay. They're like a big human size now. Right. Uh, uh, I'm gonna knock it down to like. Imagining them as like the little mini cars that children get. It's actually probably pretty pretty <laughs> accurate. It's probably what like size Jeep four, like size three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to roll five dice then. Nine down another six for three more potency. Because you said they're like size 10, right? Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly. From last episode. Yeah, that's a normal car size, I think. Mm -hmm. Cool. Three successes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Weird makes a little... Snap motion because co-locate is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> it, network looks into the, the scribe window and says, got him. <laughs> Run, runs outside, sets one down, sits down the other, realizes, oh like, shit, picks it up. I imagine he has to like carefully push through the forge. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I mean, it doesn't end up like yeah, matchbox I size. I oh, sure. The actual middle of the forge, right? Well, right. yeah. I can set them anywhere in there, yeah. So there's just like right. four beside it. But yeah, he sets them outside, like you know, bumper to bumper, and then realizes, wait, nope, that's going to be a disaster. <laughs> Moves them a little bit more out to the street, away from the curb, and then back from each other. He says, "All right, that looked good. 
as he like Anybody brings around? his head down. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, hang on. <laughs> like as he, steps, as he steps back into the uh, in, into the the doorway, so the floating screen and Weird's head is not visible. Okay, you're good. <laughs> okay, well, they're a little far from the curb, so we might get uh, a ticket. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're here. They're good. They're shiny. Did you guys get them washed? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm sure you guys dismiss because you have other shit to do. <gasps> cool. Um, and I think that's probably where we're going to pause this episode. Yep. That sounds good. Oh, that went by quick. Mm-hmm. We have Wee! <laughs> yeah, time flies when you're contemplating your impending mortality. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, uh, this first this first half was the not a problem already prepped part because this is the mm-hmm. stuff I thought we were going to go over last time potentially this next part well we'll find out uh you two guys i mean it's just a you know minute away well actually no youtube guys it's a it's a couple days away twitch guys is just a few minutes away um i'll get those you know right way around um as always thank you very much for joining us if you'd like to come by chat with us hang out uh give us really cool episode ideas that is eat into dot space for our discord come by hang out chat talk about your games talk about our game talk about other stuff talk about birds and music and food and um i'm expecting that in the next coming week or so that food channel may get inundated with christmas goodies that is a suggestion uh please share with me your delectable christmasy stuff um we're doing share with me your christmas dogs put them in sweaters. also very true yes um my dogs don't do the sweater thing so um but uh, yeah, come by, hang out. Uh, you you are welcome. You are family. Uh, when you're here, you're family. <clears throat> and uh, come by uh, patreon.com slash occultistanonymous or staylucky.club to check out um, extra stuff that we are doing, uh, which actually does remind me, if you missed it, Cyberpunk Red was done on our Twitch channel um, last Sunday. It was a blast. Go by twitch.tv slash occultistanonymous to check out the VOD. It is eventually going to be edited and posted um it's just a lot of video um and uh outside of my normal stuff the reason i'm bringing this up is we are running and i'm going to actually make a post on patreon about it because i realize that's a good way to do this um we are doing a little like low-key cosplay of doing your own cyberpunk character kind of look don't go buy anything or if you buy something make it like super cheap um and do up yourself as you know a cyberpunk character if you go watch the vod you can see a bunch of us uh well a bunch of us i didn't do anything these three knuckleheads and my wife amanda uh did some stuff brenna did up her room in lights the way you know chris can with bullshit magic um and just give us your um your low-key key point here low-key cosplay don't spend a bunch of money on it um as as uh Chris, I think, said, uh, we don't want any tryhards. Um, just be chill with this. It's fun. And basically uh, send those pictures to occultanon at gmail.com. That is our little uh, email. And we will basically judge our top three and the number one. Oh, well, actually, we'll probably 
judge all of them, but um, we will pick our, our favorite one and they will win a copy, a PDF copy of Cyberpunk Red. So again, that's a like $20 or $30 book. So don't go spend it a whole bunch of money on a bunch of stuff for a PDF. It's a great game. Totally worth entering the contest for. Just don't spend a whole bunch of money on it. All right. Thank you. Um, go spend that money on Christmas gifts or something. If it's a Christmas gift for yourself, even it's okay. Um, you have my permission. Um, cool. I've been rambling a little bit. I think I went over everything. Uh, Twitch guys, we will be back in about five minutes. YouTube guys, we will see you on Friday. Stay lucky. <laughs>